the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. That's right. There's nowhere I'd rather be, especially 6 to 8 p.m. Right here on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. I'm Andrea K. Dynamite and Address and it's our two dos mas. Two more. All right. Um, how should we begin this segment here on hour two? I know. Let's have some fun, shall we? Let's just, uh, we already, my man Skins already let the cat out of the bag last hour, but if you're just tuning in, this is your daily dose of non-clarity. Y'all know who this is. So God bless y'all and may God protect you <laughs> and all the members of Congress who made this happy. I was going to name each one of you and I was told don't because people who aren't here wanted to be here, but I, but I think I should name you anyway, shouldn't I? I mean, <laughs> so God bless y'all and may God uh-huh. protect you and all the members of Congress who made this happy. Okay. Uh, may, oh, he's just making everybody happy. Right? Everybody's just so happy. So happy. Yeah. Oh, and, and he's just making people so happy, evidently, that people are just mad. They, they're just jealous they couldn't get there, get to be there. Right? Who does he is so uh, mentally gone or so? Does, There's got to be bingo cards, Andrea, for what slip up he's going. He's going to say next <laughs> on microphone. Well, it, you know, the sad thing is, is we can have fun with it, and it, we are going to scary, but it is scary. Is this guy really? Is this who we really have? Or I start to say, is this who we really have running the country? I think they have him at the microphones, and they're just letting him say all this kind of nonsense and nutty stuff and obviously come across as so uh, mentally unfit that Saudi Night Live is doing skits about him because I think that they know that the American people know that he's not really in charge and doing anything. Well, it was funny because you played that we played that Saudi Night Live clip. We both listened to it. And the sad thing is that is 100 percent accurate the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, that skit was way funnier than the one that happened uh, over the weekend in which they did some kind of um anti scotus roe v roe v wade amber heard johnny depp you know montage which was just uh, to me that was a hashtag fail stick to your biden yeah uh, yeah um all right he's talking about happy is he aware he doesn't even know where he is half the time. So certainly he's not aware that right now there's a 40 to 50% shortage in baby formula across this country. Mothers, you know, at the same time, 
in which we see churches being disrupted in the middle of Catholic mass and attendees at mass being scared to death. We've got people chanting and threatening and at least intimidating the Kavanaugh family outside their home. Uh, Pro-life clinics being torched, right? All, you know, in the name of, you know, women and women and women, right? Well, what about the mothers right now? They can't find baby formula for their babies. And in case you, you might be thinking, well, they should be breastfeeding anyway. There's lots of reasons why some mothers are not able to breastfeed. Maybe they adopted their baby. Maybe as in some family members of mine were unable to breastfeed, even with the help of a lactician, right? Or maybe as the case of this one woman from this article where she said that, um, you know, she, her, she and her husband have to supplement the baby's diet with formula because she can't produce enough breast milk to keep up. There's legitimate reasons why. So instead of being judgy about women, you know, using formula, not all women are able to breastfeed for a variety of reasons. And there and and there there are reports all across this country. One Georgia mom says uh, she tagged uh, Governor Brian Kemp in the tweet pleading, at what point are we going to start talking about the baby formula shortage? I shouldn't have to cry and wonder how I'm going to feed my four month old. But of course, why would the left care about this skins? This involves babies. Right. Why would they care? The New York mother with a newborn that she has to supplement the baby's diet says when we ran to the local Target one day to get some formula just days after she was born, the shelves were completely empty. My heart literally sank. Luckily, she doesn't need special formula. She doesn't have like special nutrition needs, but she needs formula. She she doesn't, you know, that I guess if you if you need the type of formula that is for a sensitive need, then that's just you're completely out of luck getting that. Data assembly shows that 40 to 50% of major formula brands were sold out last week in 26 states. The states hit hardest were Iowa, Missouri, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas, where the highest out-of-stock rate in the nation is in San Antonio at 56%. I wonder why, you know, why San Antonio would be higher than other places. Um, let's hear what Jen Saki had to say about this. You know, Jen Psaki, she's just, you know, so compassionate. Like with when Bishop Evans, National Guardsman, gave up his life trying to save some illegals who were drug smugglers and human traffickers. Let's see. Let's see. She's asked about the baby formula shortage. If she comes across as compassionate towards babies and the mothers. Clip. There is, gro- there is growing concern about a persistent uh, supply issue with infant baby formula. Yeah. It's about a 40% shortage right now. Major retailers is having to limit how much people can buy, especially acute in places like in Tennessee, Missouri, Iowa. Uh, this is partly an FDA issue, but it yeah. could be a Biden administration issue. I'm just wondering if you guys are planning on taking any steps to help remedy that. Well, let me first say, as you know, but uh, the FDA issued a recall to ensure that they are meeting their obligation to protect the health of Americans, including babies, who, of course, were uh, receiving or taking this formula and ensure safe products are available. That's their job. Ensuring the availability of these products is also a priority for the FDA, and they're working around the clock to address any possible shortage. Okay. That is that is like hearing your name, your voice on the on the answering machine, which I know that's a very outdated reference, but we've all been there. Um, okay. Um, so 
what the FDA is doing, which while they're independent, they are part of the administration, is, is taking a no number of steps to address. That includes working with major infant formula manufacturers to ensure they're increasing production because part of this issue is, of course, making sure they're stock on the shelves, right? Uh, and, the, and working with the industry right now to optimize their supply lines, product sizes to increase capacity, and prioritizing product lines that are of greatest needs. Because obviously, um, as someone who, my, my child has long been out of formula, fortunately, but it's close. I can't listen to this hate anymore. Um, what is the Biden administration, you know, going to do with these manufacturers? That has me concerned. That has me nervous, right? Um, the, the, there's, and how does she put it there? Um, number of steps we can address that includes working with major infant formula manufacturers to ensure they're increasing production because part of the issue is making sure there's stocks on the shelves, right? Um, these, these are people, Joe Biden, neither Joe Biden nor Jen Psaki has ever started a business, run a business, met a payroll, knows how to manage a business. I mean, how does a manufacturing plant just suddenly start increasing its production, right? And what's going to happen if they have to bring in mass numbers of, of employees? The costs are just going to go up, right? And this is not just because there was a recall. That's nonsense. One recall on a batch? Because, yeah, the two babies died. So, yeah, there should have been a recall. But does typically a recall result in almost a 60% shortage? Have you ever heard of that for any product? Now, this is this is tied in to all the other items that are ne- for which our shelves are naked that, we're, that are missing. This is all a part of the supply chain economic issues that we've been talking about here, particularly on Wednesday nights with Dave Elhoff. Right. I personally don't want the Biden administration getting involved with manufacturing. I personally am skeptical of whether or not they're not creating a shortage here. So then they've got an excuse to come in. And take over manufacturing. Right. The excuse to to take over industries two years ago was covid. Right. I don't want them involved in coming in and taking over industries. Well, what you're saying is is spot on, because a little bit later, we're going to be talking about the Internet and the same plays there. Right. Well, we might as well talk about it now. So there's so in the middle of seven dollars a gallon of gas, in the middle of baby formula shortages on the shelves, in the middle of the fact that um, thirty trillion dollars in debt, in the in the middle of all, if, if you're paying seven dollars a gallon of gas, then that means everything else is 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 you know costing you f- far more. I bought a loaf of bread the other day, and I was like, oh, you know what, my loaf of bread, that price hasn't gone up any. Well, but it was half the loaf. <laughs> It, it was literally half what it was a year ago. Which means it's twice as much. Yeah. Which means I paid $5 for the same $6. It was two ninety nine for half the loaf that it was a year ago. $6 for a loaf of bread. And let me tell you, this is, this is some little cheap little, you know, the, the bread that's on the bottom shelf that nobody buys. This is not like the high-end bread I used to buy, right? So, you know, while all that's going on in this country... Right. Joe Biden makes some big announcement today that they're going to be they're going to be partnering with Internet companies. Oh, they're just going to be helping the American people out because we know, he says, that if you that when you live in an apartment, people that don't get a choice in their Internet providers pay five percent more. And look, I lived in apartments and many, many times throughout my life. In fact, I, I was talking to somebody today when I was in my 20s. I moved like every six months. 
and Skins and I were talking about this before the show, whether you're in an, it may be different where you're at, but in San Diego, your apartment building has whatever cable really that's, that's in that area, right? And, and it has nothing at all to do with your skin color, right? Because it all had to do with where the, where the underground cables were and what company had the underground cables. Exactly. If you're in a, a certain section of San Diego, most likely you have Cox. And it does not matter whether it's high or low end, that area is Cox. Right. And, or, and it used to be Time Warner was the other one, right? However, you didn't have to use that if you wanted to go to DirecTV. And I used to have friends of mine that changed and alternated from the cable. Then they'd swip, switch over to DirecTV for a year, then switch back. And I'm talking about in apartment buildings to get whoever had the best deal. So their, this, their idea today, the solution that they came up with today was in search of a problem. Uh, trying to trying to tell in the middle of an e- complete economic crisis going on in this country in order to divert away from the real issues we're facing. They go today to the microphones and tell the minority and African-American communities and people of color that they're being being mistreated by the racist Internet companies. So here comes the solution. The Biden administration is going to be, quote, partnering with Internet companies to make sure that people have a choice anytime you hear public private partnerships, that's a problem. That's what was involved with these shots where we had public-private partnerships, right? Who got benefited from that? those public-private partnerships? The Marxists, the commies. It wasn't you and I. They're making trillions of dollars and billions of dollars, the Pfizer and the Modernas and this and that. While, we, while we're being denied... And if remdesivir, you got to take, if you go to the hospital, you got to take remdesivir because it's $200 a pill versus ivermectin at a dollar, right? So we can see how this is going to play out under the guise of... Follow the money. Follow the money. And we, you know, and and follow, yeah, and follow who's going to be suddenly, who's buying stocks today in these cable companies? Hmm. Right? We know there's a heck of a lot of money to be made in this internet deal. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Today is starts the primaries here. Today, voting in the primaries actually begins in California. And a lot of it, a lot of ballots being mailed out and mailed back and in and out. And we're going to we're going to share with you what you guys need to know here in San Diego County and in California. Does the law that was passed that makes it a requirement for mail-in ballots to go out mean you're not allowed to vote in person? We'll give you that information and more coming up. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Did you guys even know that today... We begin early voting for the primaries, which um, has me really nervous. In fact, the question for you guys, there was a law that was passed a while back that requires now, thanks to COVID and the left being able to exploit it, that in the state of California, there's a mandatory, it's mandatory now in the state of California that mail-in ballots be voted out, that be mailed out. So then the question is, well, if if the requirement now is that everybody that everybody receive a mail in ballot, are you still allowed to go to the polls in person? So that was the first thing that we wanted to share with you guys tonight. My man Skins here has been researching that little nugget for you. What you got for us? 
Yeah, I know that uh, Newsom and the California legislature were bouncing a couple of things and they were, were trying to, I don't know how far they actually went at making it so everybody, regardless, because of COVID, had to do the mail-in voting system and you could not go on election day. Currently, uh, I, I haven't looked at the status of that, but that is not law as of yet. So you can still go to the polls on election day. Polls are open on June 7th. 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Again, you're going to have to determine what your polling location is, but good news, you can still go in person. Yeah, um, we'll see how long. One of the things that uh, we talked about before the show, oh, by the way, let me ask you guys this. Saturday, May 7th, was the big uh, Q&A, was the big internet stream of 2,000 Mules. It, have been, did you, any of you guys watch that? If so, whether you, what, I want to hear from you whether you watch 2,000 Mules over the internet for the special internet streaming and Q&A event with Dinesh D'Souza on Saturday, or if you saw it in the theaters. I would love to hear from you guys what you thought when you saw it. 888-344-1170. Are you... Are you convinced now? I especially want to hear from people that were not convinced. Well, I want to hear from everybody. But if you were not convinced before and then you saw this movie, did it convince you? 888-344-1170. Are you now convinced that the Democrats stole the election in November of 2020. Well, as I said with uh, one of our favorite people, Ed Martin, Andrea, on the Pro-America Report, I was a guest on his show. Actually, it's going to be coming up. We've recorded it today. It'll be airing this morning. Uh, he, he asked what my thoughts were on the election. I said, hey, look, a lot of people are expecting, including mostly me, a Republican, a GOP red wave landslide. But ask yourself this honest question. What, me- what election mechanisms have changed since the 2020 election? Well, they haven't, but I will tell you that locally here in San Diego... Yeah, there, there are measures locally that have been put into place. Not only measures, but one of the things that they have done here locally that was really smart, that allowed a Republican to win a, a city council, I believe it was, seat in East County that was a Democrat... It was uh, Democrats up, I think it was 18%. It was a Democrat plus 18% district. And the Republican won. And let me tell you how they did it. Because they have put together a get out the vote machine here in San Diego County that says, you know, that's based upon the idea that, you know what, we can't change the fact that the Democrats have ballot har- have made ballot harvesting legal in this country. We can't change the fact that they're doing the mail-in ballots and that they're w- the changes that they made with the absentee ballots or whatever. But there's a game being played, and we're going to get in the game. Instead of complaining, we're going to get in the game, and we're going to be in it to win it. And they've put a, they've put mechanisms in place to do such that. And so, uh, and and it resulted in a win. And I'm not going to even share what all they are because you know what? Why tip off anybody on the left as to what's winning? What what the effective game plan is to win the game? And I mean, it is effective. It's Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick. And the two minute warning and driving down the field, right? Who everybody knows Tom Brady. That was magic, right? If Tom Brady had the ball in the last two minute, you were toast. It's that level genius that's going on. So that it's actually should be the blueprint across the nation. I just think it's scary. I mean, I'm optimistic. I agree with you 100%. I just think it's scary that, you know, Trump was winning, obviously, election night. Everybody went to bed by huge margins. Well, let's uh, who's to say that we can't be winning all these congressional seats, you know, going into the night, everybody goes to bed. And what happens when we wake up in the morning? Well, right. One of the things that has me concerned is there's documented proof in 2000 mules that these mules 
were paid, which is illegal, paid to uh, there. There was multiple issues that was documented on film. One was that they've documented how all these illegal ballots were created and come about. And then the mules who were paid to go stuff the ballot boxes. Right. There's been, to my knowledge, been no investigation anywhere. They know who these mules were because they had the geo tracking on them. Right. So there's been no investigation. So what's to stop any any of the left from repeating that exactly across the country? That's what has me concerned. And it's a very real concern. We need to be going back to same day. I mean, why are we right now? It's May, it's May 9th and the primary is what, June 7th? We shouldn't be having this early voting. It's nonsense. No, you show up on election day and you make your vote. As you and I often say, if you can't make it, life happens. You miss out. Right. The idea that, that there's nobody in this country does not have the right to vote. What you don't have is the right to have your own convenience. And even Republicans joined on this convenience bandwagon with absentee ballots and early, early voting. And it's, and, and here, here's where we are. And we should be fighting. The, the Republicans need to be fighting. <sighs> nothing matters if elections don't matter. But then also nothing matters if our First Amendment doesn't matter. Because that's the two are hand in hand. This this DHS governance board is is as is another version of stealing our elections. It's just another way to steal our elections. In fact, why don't we play a clip from our favorite Ministry of Truth czar, Nina Jankowitz? Clip one. There's already this idea, this allegation <clears throat> that there is anti-conservative bias on the platforms, even though there has been study after study proving, in fact, that often it's liberal voices that are being silenced, particularly minority voices um, on social media. So I think we're going to see more allegations of that. The only minority voices being uh, silenced on social media are the minorities who are conservative. This should frighten everybody. And you know what? This was kind of last week's news, right? So now we're not even hearing any uproar about it. There's two ways to steal an election. One way is through these mules stuffing ballot boxes through secretaries of state cooking up backroom deals with governors like in Georgia or uh, state Supreme Courts like in Pennsylvania rewriting election laws or like in Arizona with all the voter rolls. I think I think there was, was some state today where we saw that there were something like 5 million registered voters and 7 million people on the voter rolls. There's all different ways that you can steal an election. And one of the ways is to steal it through controlling the information. 17% of Biden voters said they would not have voted for him had it been, had they known about the Hunter Biden story. Unfortunately, too many Americans get their news off of Twitter and off of social media and they know this, right? Instead of doing their own research, there's so many other ways and outlets that you can get the truth out there. But that's the way it is, right? And so this is who, this is just shockingly blatant gaslighting. Shockingly blatant gaslighting. And as of for right now, this disinformation governance board is here to stay. Yeah, the only hope we have, as far as I see it, Andrea, is if we do take control of Congress and we just refuse to fund it. Well, what would what the Republican Party needs to be asking themselves is what would Ron DeSantis do? Because this man has a freedom American solution for just about every problem. Yes, he does. Now, on tomorrow night's show, we're going to get into a little bit more with the primary voting underway today. I'm going to get into some key races 
here in San Diego and California and across the nation that I think that everybody should be looking at. So far, all anybody's paying attention to is Pennsylvania right now. They were paying attention to Ohio and J.D. Vance. Now they're paying attention to Pennsylvania and this Dr. Oz, Kathy Barnett race. But one of the things we need to remember is that when it comes and, and COVID made it very clear that local is so much of where it's at. Right. Because even even at times when Orange County or other counties in California had, you know, um, easing of mandates, San Diego was completely shut down at times for absolutely no reason because of Nathan Fletcher. We've got to be paying attention who's running for office at county supervisor level, city council level, sheriffs. Judges, every level. These are the races that nobody tends to pay attention to because, you know, all the oxygen gets sucked out to Pennsylvania and the Dr. Oz versus Kathy Barnett. And that matters because whoever gets in across in that district affects us because they vote on everything. Right. Congress does. But we also have to pay attention to the local races. And I know that that's not necessarily of interest. I typically don't when it comes to the national scene or the or presidential scene. I typically don't you know, put my name or, or endorse anybody in a primary race if there's a bunch of Republicans running because I think the more the merrier and I like encouraging people because that's how you sharpen your your leading candidates. You make them earn it instead of just handing something to anybody. Um, but there are some key races I, that I'm, I'm going to share with you guys tomorrow night who I'm all about. But getting back to Governor DeSantis, we're going to break uh, and take a skinny, tiny little break. And we come back. The question was, what would Governor DeSantis do? Well, we know what he did today that was for the good of his citizens. And it's actually something we should think about doing nationally. You want to know what it is? Come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show, 888-344-1170. You can also email me, andreakayshow.com. All right, so what would Governor DeSantis do? It's just another day, another great DeSantis move on the part of his citizens and the nation. And what he did, you know, I've talked many times here on the Andrea K. Show about how I first got interested in politics and and my thoughts on the and and how the the left is just flat out communist, and it's been obvious that they have been for a while, and that's why they're not teaching uh, the truth about communism. In our schools, um, they, they the goal is is to churn out little socialist soldiers for the state, right? Well, my man DeSantis had an idea that he shared today that's going to counter that. Please play the clip from Governor DeSantis. Uh, today, uh, I am signing HB 395, which will officially designate November 7th as Victims of Communism Day to honor the more than 100 million people who have fallen victim to communist regimes across the world. We want to make sure that uh, every year uh, folks in Florida, but particularly our our students, uh, will learn about the evils of communism, the dictators that have led communist regimes, and the hundreds of millions of individuals who suffered and continue to suffer under the weight 
of this discredited ideology. Now, there are a lot of people out there who will promote things uh, like socialism and communism, uh, but I think one of the things we've seen is a lot of young people don't really know that much um, about what communism meant in practice and continues to mean in different parts of the world. You can see at a college campus students flying the hammer and sickle from the old Soviet Union flag. You will see students that will have T-shirts with Che Guevara on the T-shirts. You will see students that will idolize people like Mao Zedong. Uh, that, to me, bespeaks of a tremendous ignorance uh, about what those individuals represented and the evils that communism inflicted on people throughout the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why did it take so long for somebody to finally decide to do this in the schools? Hat tip to him. He, well, you know, I don't blame DeSantis for taking so long. I mean, he hasn't been governor that that long. And fixing it, the problem. Uh, yeah, he's trying to fix the problem. It should be in all 50 states. It, well, th- this needed to happen a long time ago. It has been clear, as we have reported here with Bob Walters in our schools, the curriculums flat out teaching communism in our schools. One example was where, ki- and, and, and Bob, in, in excruciating any detail quoting from the curriculums um, ideology of communism that the oh here's the the business and the owner uh, makes all the money and he doesn't even do anything and the store the manager makes a hundred thousand dollars and he doesn't do anything either the people who really make uh, the business successful are the workers right the proletariats versus the you know bourgeoisie i mean it's straight out of the communist manifesto this has been needed for a long time if we're going to have a centralized department of education they needed to be in the four years and i love trump but in the four years of his white house he did nothing to stop the scourge of the indoctrination into communism that was happening in our schools and not just even at the college and university level but down to the kindergarten level this needed to happen First of all, I think we need to abolish the Department of Education. But if we're going to have it at every level, we need to be having there's no excuse for why the Republicans as Congress didn't do something about this. Why Trump, when he was president, had that dopey woman. I don't remember her what her name is. Um, she didn't do anything. You know, what did what in four years in the Trump administration did that woman who was head of the Department of Education? She did nothing to stop you think this all started happening, the CRT in our schools and the the sex, the sex, sexualizing of children and the recruiting of trans? That, that started under the Trump administration. Betsy DeVos was her name. She did absolutely nothing. So hat tip to DeSantis. It's not too late. It, well, it's too late for some of these kids that have come out of these colleges and universities. Do you know how hard it is to deprogram somebody? A lot of damage has been done. Yeah, a tremendous amount of damage. And so much much of it... It's been not just indoctrinating them into communism as good, but also in changing the culture to one that we talked about at the open of last hour, which is about being emotion based. Right. It's what DeSantis talked about. So right on about um, they're ignorant. They're ignorant as to the reality of communism. They've just been fed these platitudes that can fit on a bumper sticker. Right. Um Everybody should earn a living wage, right? The whole living wage thing. And, you know, corporations are evil, except when they're, you know, pushing, you know, what the left's agenda is like Disney. Remember, we're all in this together. Right. Um, One of the things that he talked about in his speech today was that he's going to make sure that $25 million goes to restore the Freedom Tower so it becomes a landmark 
uh, museum. He said, I think the tower is a reminder that freedom is not free, that you have to fight for your rights. And there are a lot of people out there that would love nothing more than put you under some form of oppression. Man, we saw that that's what COVID was all about. It was a communistic grab over your life, over your children's life, over schools, over industries. It was never about your health. We know that. One of the things he also talked about um, was that he, uh, in, in a speech today, he signed a street designation bill that he said memorializes the contributions of three brave Cubans who fought against Cuba's regime. Arturo Diaz, a Cuban exile who opened a Miami pharmacy and became a resource for many of his fellow community members. Maximino Capdevia, who founded a Tampa restaurant and served the Cuban community, and Oswaldo Peyo, one of the first to oppose Castro's regime. He said, quote, it is our job to make sure that the lessons stand for next generation so that they understand the value of freedom and the perils of communism, said Miami Senator uh, Manny Diaz, who will soon become the state's education commissioner. Uh, Miami-Dade College President Madeline Pumariega said the new law will keep uh, Che Guevara t-shirts off for campus. I mean, think about how ignorant you have to be to be wearing a Che t-shirt. I mean, how many people did that man slaughter in ushering in the Castro regime? And then in doing so, how many people suffered and died after he helped Castro take power? Dis- despicable. Um, and in fact, I, I, I read a book that at the um, Charlie's Checkpoint in Germany, they're selling Che Guevara t-shirts there. Miami-Dade, uh, or she said, the bill is so important because what you don't recognize and don't learn about, you tend to repeat. She's, uh, this is uh, Puma Riega, who's the president of Miami-Dade College. She said, so we will always be keeping front and center um, that there are victims of communism. And, you know, there's a large Cuban population in Florida. So that's why Cuba got so much of a focus today. Um, but, you know, really... There needs to be make sure that as part of educating them about the victims, that there's a true education about the USSR, about China, when, you know, look at China. Communist nation. We owe most, I don't know how much of our $30 trillion in debt that we have, we, we owe to China. A lot of it. A lot of it. And the Trump administration, one of those, he, he campaigned on the fact that we cannot let this communist country continue to eat our lunch economically the obama administration in 10 years while they rallied railed against republicans for outsourcing jobs what did his jobs are do from general electric he went over to china and opened up jobs what did hillary clinton do as secretary of state she went over to russia as the business remember her great reset her big reset button she actually worked as a business developer to set up russia's silicon valley and in the course of doing so lined the pockets of the clinton foundation to a couple hundred million dollars right so don't don't the Democrats, you know, in their anti-Russia thing. know they're all about Putin and, and what and what he was all about under the USSR. So there's a lot of education that needs to to happen in our schools to remind people of what happened under Mao, under, you know, Stalin, Mussolini and all of them. Mussolini, I think, was it wasn't necessarily considered a communist. But to me, all the isms are the same. I'm not a purist. I don't believe in this. Social, socialism is different than communism, different from fascism. It's all oppression. You're, pre, you're either pro-freedom or you're not. You're, you're either pro-freedom or you're not. And that's what that SCOTUS ruling is about. That's that written, that the decision that I hope um, 
Justice Thomas has said they're not going to be bullied. I hope they stand strong because what that majority opinion was in, in its draft form was about a restoration of freedom in this country. It's the American people at the state level getting to decide. And I hope Ed Martin's right. I hope that they actually just come out and just say, you know what, we're going to issue this way ahead of schedule because this is what's going on right now is nonsense. Right. And you know what else is going on in, in, in this country and in the world? A rise in, in anti-Semitism. And we've got a story involving 100 Jewish passion, Jewish passengers that were barred from a flight. We'll tell you about that story when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Did y'all know we had a 24-hour call-in line? 844-814-5227. If you saw 2,000 Mules, I would love to hear from you guys as to your reaction to it. What are your thoughts? Were you shocked? Were you not? Were you not sure if the election had been stolen and you were just really kind of agnostic about it, but now you think, yeah, this election was stolen? 844-814-5227. All right, so this story that I'm about to share with you guys is really shocking to me because this happened in in New York City. And, you know, I, I would like to think that this wouldn't happen in America. So what happened is um, there were a hundred or so Jewish passengers. Actually, there was a large group of Jewish Jewish passengers on their way uh, to go to Budapest. No, I'm not going to call it Budapest like the cool people do. To Budapest on an annual pilgrimage to commemorate a Hasidic rabbi. So um, a hundred or so of these Jewish folks were waiting in uh, JFK airport to get on the German airline Lufthansa, who stopped anyone who appeared to be Jewish from boarding the flight. This was, to make a long story short, uh, what these Jewish people were being told was, is that they couldn't board the flight because... Let me back up. A whole bunch of Jewish people, well over 100, are flying from JFK, going to Frankfurt, layover in Frankfurt, Frankfurt to end up going to Budapest to commemorate this rabbi. The first group of Jewish people that got on a Lufthansa flight, reportedly, according to Lufthansa, uh, didn't necessarily want to follow any of the mask rules. So because of that, because of these, this one group of Jewish Passengers who flew previously on a flight, over 100 Jewish people were told that they were not allowed to get on a flight from New York to, to Frankfurt, even though they had complied with all of the rules. They were wearing their masks, etc. One passenger asked, well, a member of the Lufthansa staff is, was asked by Jewish passengers why they were being prevented from boarding the plane due to the actions of a few people on a previous flight. One passenger asked, and I quote, I was wearing a mask the whole time. Why am I lumped in with them? The airline employee replied, it was one. Everyone has to pay for a couple. The shocked passenger then said, what do you mean everybody? Everybody from that race? Everybody else on the flight went. The Lufthansa employee denied that anybody else uh, on the arriving flight from New York was allowed to board the flight, to which the passenger responded, the non-Jewish people on the flight went, why are only the Jewish people paying for other people's crimes? And she replied, because it's Jews coming from JFK. 
the passenger replied, oh, so Jewish people coming from JFK are paying for the crimes of a few people? Eventually, the airline employee said, if you want to do it like this, it was Jewish people who were the mess who made the problems. The passenger then asked, so Jewish people on the plane made a problem, so all Jews are banned from, from Lufthansa for the day. Wow. The airline employee replied, just for this flight. Oh, I think I got that backwards. So they were all in Frankfurt um, from JFK. At least 127 Jewish people were said to have been prevented from boarding, leaving the flight uh, out um, with only 30 passengers on board. So because of a previous flight of Jewish people, over, 100, uh, over 120 Jews com- complying with the rules were not allowed to fly. A spokesperson for Lufthansa told uh, the uh, JC, uh, the JC.com News, We confirmed that a large group of passengers could not be carried on flight from Frankfurt to Budapest as planned. Flight number whatever. The background was incidents in the previous flight from New York to Frankfurt. On this flight, some of the passengers um, had repeatedly refused to wear masks and whatever. So um, basically, they're basically admitting that because of the actions of some Jews on a completely different flight, that 127 Jews were not allowed to board. How is this not anti-Semitism going on? What did we talk about earlier in the last segment about DeSantis and uh, the idea that we've got to educate people on what happened in the past in order to prevent it from happening again? When we have this kind of anti-Semitism and bigotry happening boldly to Jewish people, we got to be worried about about it happening again. You know, the left loves to, uh, you know, throw out the Nazi word, the Hitler word, the H word against Trump and against MAGA. Here, it, 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 it's on the part of the left. There was a video that I saw today that the Nazi flag was being flown outside of, of Disney World. Right? That didn't look like MAGA crowd to me. No. But I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. This kind of hatred and bigotry against Jewish people is on, is on the rise. The left wants you to believe that white supremacy. Remember we had Mayor, we talked about Mayorkas last week. He's still pushing out the notion that white supremacy uh, against uh, black people, I think is, is how he put it, not against Jews, um, because they're, you know, they, the, the Jewish population is, is not really what they're pretending is the issue here. Um, this is all based on George Floyd and, and uh, CRT pushing out the white supremacy against minorities and African-Americans in this country is the greatest threat. And when he was asked, well, what cases have you referred to the DOJ? He didn't have any. The number one increase of hate crimes in this country is, is against Jewish people. They are the number one group on the receiving end of hate crimes, yet it gets no attention. So, yeah, and, and are we teaching the truth about Hitler? Are we teaching the truth about Nazism and what it was about in our schools? No. Well, when we were going, yes. Now, I don't think so. Well, yeah, in fact, when the, when the uh, news broke about what's-his-face buying Twitter, it was, oh, my gosh, this is how Hitler's Germany started, free speech. No, I think it's quite the other is how Hitler's Germany started. He had a he had a ministry of truth, just like Stalin had a ministry of truth, just like Mussolini, I believe, had a ministry of truth, just like Mao had a ministry of truth. That's how oppression, pick your ism. That's how your ism starts. It starts no free with free thought. It's uh, no free thought. Why do you think Hitler burned books? Well, hello, bingo, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, exactly. All right, tomorrow is Tuesday, right? Tomorrow's Tuesday. I think we're going to get into uh, some of the key races across the country. Rick Grinnell was very upset at uh, 
Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, some remarks he made about Dr. Oz. It's getting really nasty in that race, and I haven't spent a lot of time focusing on it, but he may well win the seat into Congress. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow night and more. So we'll see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time on The Andrea K Show. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.